you got the stickers off you know. <laughs> uh, so it's good to be here and it's good that I had a chance to sit down and talk to Cecilia who's visiting for the first time. She said she looked church up on the internet and came to see what was going on. So uh, I hope you're impressed with what God is doing at uh, New Heart Foursquare because God is doing a great work among the youth. And uh, because, you know, a lot of us, including me, we're going to be gone pretty soon, you know. And uh, when we get to see him face to face, he's going he's gonna to be looking to see what we left behind. What is our legacy? What did we pass on to our youth? Uh, oh, and there's Anthony. Did you see Anthony back there? <laughs> My goodness. Uh, and so we have a responsibility and obligation. Uh, now my granddaughter will be visiting me from um, Phoenix. She comes down to see Grantee, as she calls us, and Granddaddy. And uh, so we will be uh, going to the 99 cent store <laughs> and uh, we will be buying uh, packs and packs of socks and other things and we'll be putting bows on them and we're going to the nursing home with her friends because I want her to understand the importance of serving and the importance, importance of giving. And so she's eight years old. We, uh, we, one year we baked cookies and, uh, and they saved up, uh, collected dollars from all the friends. We had cookies with a dollar and we went to the nursing home. We gave everybody a dollar and some cookies, you know. So this year we're gonna do uh, socks and little things like that. And I wanna encourage you, especially you grandparents and parents, you know, that are around you, you know, it's nice here to take them to a Sky Zone, and we go to Sky Zone, we go to Disneyland, but get, get, put it in their hearts, you know, that Christmas is a time to give, to remember those, you know, who are unfortunate. Take them, don't be afraid to take them around the homeless, you know, or to invite people in, because the way that they, you teach them to treat others are going to be the way that they're going to treat you one day, okay? So uh, I really want to encourage you, you know, go to the 99 cent store, go somewhere and uh, make it a part of your Christmas uh, experience that uh, each year we do something for someone else. It may be prison fellowship or uh, the, um, the uh, shoebox ministry that was presented to this church a few years ago. Get, fill your shoebox up, okay? Make sure, but, but the, the reason why I like to, uh, and, and I've been doing this for years, you know, we go, have gone to Christmas caroling at hospitals and different things. The reason why uh, I like to make sure that uh, we do something like that is because I want them to have a hands-on experience. It's one thing to send money to somebody that you don't see because, you know, they're thinking, Dag, I could have had that money for myself, you know. They don't see, you know what I'm saying? They don't see. But when they get to see face-to-face -face other children that are living in shelters or, 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 or older people, you know, that don't have friends and families, and I'll tell you, nothing will light up an older person's face like a little one, okay? That is a gift to see children, okay? Children are a gift. Um, so I want to encourage you to do that. Also, I want to um, request your prayer for me personally. Uh, I have just completed my first children's book, um, and uh, it's entitled The Monster Who Said I'm Sorry, okay? <laughs> and um, I, I feel that God has given me an important book because it's two little children who were hurt on a playground by a stranger. This is the storyline. And uh, they were afraid to tell their mother because they weren't supposed to talk to strangers, okay? Um, so they're carrying this hurt in their hearts. 
And, but anyway, the monster comes and finds him and tells him, I really don't want to be a monster, um, but I don't know how to change. And uh, uh, so they go on a journey to a place called the City of Forgiveness. So um, what I'm finding is so many children are carrying hurts into their adulthoods of things that have gone on in their childhood that they didn't want anybody to know or they didn't know how to tell or they didn't understand it. And on the same token, there are parents who have blown it with their kids, you know, done things that they're sorry for, and they want a second chance. So this is about family healing, you know. This is about children and both children and adults. But it's told in a funny, scary way. Um, so what I need right now, I need... Um, the, one of the publishers to accept it, okay? So that's my prayer for you. Pray that the publishers will accept this because this is a story for children about healing, okay? Uh, and I've been telling it in schools for many years. Do you remember when I did that Confirm More Faith Center? You don't remember? Okay, yeah. Um, so I've carried this story for many years, so it's going into book forms. I need your prayer, okay, for people who really want to know that forgiveness is a journey. And when you say, I'm sorry, you are making a commitment to fix what was broken. When you say, I'm sorry, it means that you are making a commitment to fix what is broken. Okay? So that's what the story is about. So I really, really need your prayers. Okay, I'm finished gabbing. Are you ready for the word? Yes. All right, all right. We want to talk. Uh, uh, it's, it's that season. It's that time of year. Uh, and I want to um, share with you um, what God has given me for this time and this place um, concerning uh, this season uh, 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 that is where we celebrate the birth of Christ. I was in um, Walmart uh, last night, kind of looking around. That's my favorite um, exercise uh, place, you know. I like to go there and get my steps in, yeah, you know, at Walmart. And uh, uh, I noticed that uh, in the Christmas department, which is very, very extensive, there's not was not one cross, not one manger scene, not one name of Jesus, you know, uh, uh, and people spending hundreds and thousands of dollars, okay? Um, and God is not getting any glory, all right? Uh, it's all going to Santa Claus, okay? So I want to uh, encourage you also that uh, in your household, remember that Jesus is the reason for the, sit, for the season. Uh, also remember that it's not your birthday. It's his birthday. So why would I get a present on somebody else's birthday? Okay? So he says, you know, uh, when I was sick, you visited me. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was faint. He said, when do we do this? He says, as much as you've done this to the least of my little ones, you've done it unto me. So if you want to celebrate his birthday, remember who he identifies with. Okay, it's not your birthday. Okay, now that I've ruined your Christmas. <laughs> Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we celebrate you, Lord. We celebrate you in a special way during this season, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you've carried us through another year of life, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We give you honor. We give you glory, Lord, that you have put roofs over our heads and, and floors under our feet and 
with food in our refrigerator, transportation, Father. We even have things like medical insurance, Father. Just so many blessings, Father, that you have just watched over. You protect us from predators, Father, from incidents, from accidents. You protect us, our children and our mates, Father. You have been a good, good Father, and we thank you, Lord. And for those, Lord, who have gone through uh, challenges this year, look at it. Look at it. Look at your situation and know that the year is coming to a close and you are still here. So, Father, we thank you for allowing us to still be here, Lord, even when we have faced trials and tribulations and gone through great challenges. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Now, Father, we pray that the words that are written in this text, Father, will be lifted from the pages, ride on the wings of the Holy Spirit, and find a dwelling place in the heart of every hearer. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. In the second chapter of Luke, amen, amen. In the second chapter of Luke, beginning at uh, Luke, the uh, uh, verse 8, and it says this. It says that, uh, you know, Mary and Joseph, they have gone uh, into Bethlehem, you know, to, uh, to sign up for, for the census. And while they're there, uh, Mary gives birth to uh, Jesus. How, how many of you heard this story before? Okay. Uh, and uh, they don't have any room in the end, so she ends up in a barn, okay, um, and Jesus lays the baby in a manger wrapped in swabbing clothes, you know. Uh, they're basically homeless for, you know, temporary homelessness, okay. Uh, they are in this barn. And close by, and this is in Bethlehem, where it has been already prophesied in Isaiah and in many other passages that a child would be born, that a Messiah would be born, and he would be born in the town of Bethlehem. This has already been prophesied long ago. Now, right outside of Bethlehem, there is a, uh, a flock of sheep that are being watched by uh, the shepherds. Now, this is, this is some historical information for you. Now, the shepherds that are outside of Bethlehem with this flock of sheep. These are not ordinary sheep, okay? This is a small flock of sheep that are usually kept right outside of the city because of the stanchion, you know. But these are sheep that are set aside to be dedicated in the temple to, for, for the sacrifice, for the altar. So what they do, they keep a small flock right outside of the city, uh, and as needed, they bring them in to be sacrificed uh, 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 in the temple to cover the sins of the people. I hope you're hearing the deeper meaning of what I'm saying, okay? So these shepherds that are watching the sheep, uh, it is probably uh, during a time where the season uh, in Israel is a colder season. So it's a cold night. It's a dark night. Now, uh, the owners of these sheep are probably not in the field on a cold night, on a dark night. These are probably hireling shepherds, okay? Uh, that they have paid to, um, to stay out in the fields in the cold weather in the night and watch these sheep. And then uh, uh, when the sun comes up and the priest calls for sheep, uh, they will know, the shepherds will be notified and they will bring the sheep into the city of Bethlehem to be slaughtered as a sacrifice. Now, these uh, uh, shepherds, these particular shepherds that watched uh, these, this she these sheep right outside of Bethlehem um, were uh, uh, of a very, very low estate. State. 
they were hirelings. I mean, it was so much so that shepherds were in such a low place on the uh, social ladder that uh, they were not even allowed, if there was a, a, a testimony that had to be brought in a court, according to the Sanhedrin, uh, that is the Pharisees, you couldn't take a testimony from a shepherd because he was so lowly on the totem pole that uh, he didn't have the status of a citizen to even testify in court. Uh, when they brought the sheep to the temple, they weren't really allowed to go into the temple. I'm talking about this is a very, very people of very, very low estate. These are shepherd hirelings. What could I, what, what could I equate this to? A night watchman in a warehouse, you know, uh, who's watching uh, something for the owners. You know, and the owners are in some kind of plush house, and uh, you got a night, night watchman sitting on a stand, you know, with uh, uh, trying to stay awake, you know, and uh, to watch and make sure nobody breaks in. These are, these are very, very low a people of very, very low estate, okay? So uh, they have no status. Uh, they are just shepherds. Uh, they are in the dark. They are in the cold. And also, they are in danger. Uh, these are, are people that are outside. Uh, there are wolves who uh, would like to attack the sheep. There are bears that would like to attack the sheep. There's all kind of there are elements. There's all kind of dangers. They don't have guns. They don't have MK. What do they call them? Uh, 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 Uzis or, or, or any kind of, they don't have, have any spears. The only thing that is protecting them um, from these wolves and bears that could possibly, they've got a small fire going, okay? And the fire uh, keeps the enemy away. Oh, that just, that just speaks to me right there. But the, it's a small fire, and so they stay close to the fire, and they're staying, uh, trying to stay awake because they have got to not only protect the sheep, but they've got to protect themselves from out what's out there, and they've got to try to stay warm so the fire is providing, but it is dark. I'm talking about in the middle of the desert, in the dark, in the booth, in the back. You understand what I'm saying? There is nothing going on. And, they, they, and just think about how they're viewing their lives. A lot of people end up in situations, they say, Lord, is this all there is, you know? Is this how I'm going to end up in life, just sitting out in the dark, you know? No light, no understanding of where my life is going or, or how I'm going to make it. Is this all there is to life? Can you imagine being in a situation where you're just sitting there in the dark, you know, getting paid just enough money for you to get some gas in your car to come back and sit in the dark some more. You understand what I'm saying? Watching somebody else prosper, watching their property, you know. You, you, you are such a low estate that you don't even have a right to appear in court or even to go into a temple because, you know, you can't go into a temple when you've been around sheep all night and you're unclean. You can't wash yourself. You can't groom yourself. So uh, nobody's going to want to sit next to you in the temple. So you need to stay on the outside and just bring the sheep in for the sacrifice. I want you to understand who was watching these sheep, what their mindset was. You know, what, 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 these are people that are in the dark, and where there is darkness, there is no hope, okay? You are just, you're not living, you're just existing. Have you ever met people, they're not really living, they're just existing, they're just going from one day to the next, you know, to the next. You ask them what day, what's the day, Tuesday? No, I thought it was Monday, you know, oh no, is it Friday already? You know what I'm saying? And all you 
can do is just, you know, wash your face, you know what I mean? Eat something, watch your favorite Saturday game, and get back to Monday. You don't know where life, you know, you're going, you know, and pretty soon all you know is that pretty soon you're going to be dead, okay? And you have never even lived, okay? It's just, you know, and so I want you to get the mindset of these men that are sitting in the field. And it says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby. They are living there, okay? It doesn't say they were visiting. This was their life, okay? They're living out in the fields nearby. Nearby where? Nearby Bethlehem. And they were keeping watch over their flocks at night. And it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. Oh, my goodness gracious. It says in one translation, it says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shut around them, and they were terrified. No, here's the other translation. It says, and the angel of the Lord suddenly appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord filled the skies with light, and they were terrified. That's the one you want. All of a sudden, they've been in darkness for I don't know how long, and all of a sudden, somebody hits the light switch. Now, when the light comes, my goodness, there's, there's something about darkness versus light. Because when you are in the darkness, you can only understand things by how they feel. Have you ever noticed blind people? They can't see it, so, so they try to touch it and get a sense of what it is. But when you go by what you feel, you may be deceiving yourself. Because what you feel and what something is can be two completely different things. They have been living by the instincts that come up in darkness and not light. So when the light comes on, all of a sudden, man, I thought I was in a palace. Look at this dump. You understand, you understand what I'm saying? Because you never really understood where you were. When the light comes on, I'm telling you, when I was unsaved, <clears throat> I was in the music business, man, I thought I was living the life. I thought it was the best thing to sit around with my friends and get high and go to all the gay bars, you know, and just hang out. I thought that this is the life. But I didn't realize that I was in darkness. But when I heard the gospel, the light switch came on. I said, oh, no, is this, is, you, you call it, you know, I have pictures that I found of me back in the day, you know, with a cigarette hanging out of my mouth, you know what I mean, dressed with, I'm not, oh, that's not me. That couldn't possibly, that, no, 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 that's not me. That was me when I was living in the dark, in the dark. Now, all of a sudden, the light comes on, and the shepherds are terrified. Because when the light comes on, everything that you are doing that's not like God is suddenly exposed. Okay? It's like the preacher shows up and goes, hide the beer. Okay? Yeah. Get the medical marijuana. Take it off the table. Okay? Because, you know, you, you know that when the light comes on, when somebody walks with God, it means that they are bringing the light into your darkness. And when, when you don't want the light, when you, don't, when you like what you're doing in the dark, you don't, you don't want that light. And that's why a lot of people in your family, they don't like when you come around. That's too much light. You're messing up. You're messing with my darkness. Okay? And for some people, it can be terrifying. Now, when am I going to get to this message? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I'm just, 
I'm just going, going, going. It says that all of a sudden, <laughs> they're in the darkness, and all of a sudden, it says, one translation, it says, and the light flashed all around them. Can you imagine? dark and the lights and spotlights are coming, you know, and you don't know what's going. It says that an angel from the Lord appeared to them. Um, how many of you have ever seen an angel? I have, okay? And it was not fun. I see one other person was not fun. I woke up one night, I was in my sleep, and I woke up and I saw a white figure standing at the foot of my bed. It was huge, okay? It was at the foot of my bed. And I was so scared, I could not move. And all of a sudden, a peace came over me. And I just saw this figure, and then it just disappeared. And I went back to sleep. But at first sight, I thought it was a ghost. I thought it was a shadow coming in the window, but it didn't move. I mean, I remember it very clearly. All I'm saying is that I know they had these cute little pictures of angels, but angels ain't cute, okay? They are not cute. It says when they saw this angel, they were terrified because along with the angel came the light. Angels are messengers from God. They come, they, they have different groups of angels, <clears throat> and you'll see the different groups in this passage. But this particular angel that came to the shepherds, he's a messenger angel. He's coming to bring them a message from God. Now, if you have been living in a lower state with no hope and no darkness, and all of a sudden the lights come on and they said, hey, I got a message to you from God, that's a lot to handle. I want you to try to figure it out. A lot of you right now, you're, you, you're, you're in the light, and, and God still couldn't come. <laughs> you don't have to be in the dark. You understand? It was a message from God. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? I thought I paid my tithes this month. Why are you bothering me? You know? So, so, but these shepherds, it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be terrified. Don't be afraid because I bring you good news of great joy and it will be for all people. It says, don't be scared. Listen, when God brings the light, he's not bringing the light into your life to condemn you. He's bringing the light into your life to bless you. You don't have to be afraid. When God shows up in your life and you say, well, no, what if he finds out I did this and what if he finds out? He said, hey, I'm not here to condemn you. I'm not here to judge you. God sends an angel to bless you, to, to give you some good news. And when I heard the gospel, it was good news. It was great news. I'll never forget my cousin. Uh, she was uh, way, way out there, way, way out there, okay? And uh, I took her to a conference with me, and um, she heard the gospel. And you could just see the light beginning to flood. You know, she was in so much darkness. And the, when the light came, she said, oh, S-H-I-T, this is real. <laughs> you see that, that, in her darkness, that's like she translated what was happening. It shook her up so bad that she actually said a curse word. You know, she was sitting there, you know, she was just blown away. But, but that was her darkness leaving, you know, and the light coming in because she was 
enlightened. You, you understand what I mean? It was not just the light on the inside, but when the light comes from God, it will enlighten you. The light will get on the inside of you. And when it got on the inside of her, she was just blown away. He says, I've come to bring you good news, great joy, good news. Let me see. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm not missing this. <laughs> God does not come to judge you. He comes to bless you. And it says after that, it says, and uh, uh, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. For today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, on earth, peace to men of, uh, uh, on whom his favor rests. Suddenly, after he shares with them what God has revealed and what the message from God it says that suddenly after that, as if the light in this angel was not enough to deal with and cope with, on top of everything else, it says suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God. Now that's a little overwhelming, I would say. You got a big angel you're talking to, and then all of his boys show up. Okay? Now, now, now listen. I'm just a shepherd. I'm a nobody. I, I'm nobody. And you know, I have, I, I have nothing. Why all of this fanfare and hoopla over a shepherd? Why would you send down the heavenly host to talk to a shepherd? Now see, here's another group of angels. Because the angel that is talking to the shepherd initially is probably Gabriel, an archangel, a royal angel. He's the angel who came to Mary and said, you are with child. This is Gabriel. He is an archangel. He is one of the top angels. God sends his top boy to talk to lowly shepherds in a field. God, I, I got some questions now. And, and if that wasn't enough, then he sends the heavenly hosts that show up, and this is another group of angels. Whenever you see the word host in the Bible, an angelic host, that is a group of angels that are warring guardian angels. Now remember that Jesus has moved now from the realm of heaven to the realm of earth. And in order for him to come from the realm of heaven to the realm of earth, he's got to go through principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high place. He's got to pass through that atmosphere. So now he has had an escort. There's an escort because Satan gets into a man called Herod and he says, uh, we know something is happening in heaven. We know that a Messiah is, that the Messiah is coming. So they, Satan puts it in the heart of Herod to kill all the babies. You see, there was a war going on in the spiritual realm, even concerning the birth of Jesus Christ. And so all these babies were killed, looking, hoping that that was Satan. So there was a war going on. So the host was needed. You understand what I'm saying? 
time to fight off the enemy to make sure that the Messiah would be safely birthed into the earth realm. So here is the host. Now, this is interesting. And it says when the host repaired to the shepherds that all they did, it says they began to praise God saying, glory. And I believe they said, glory. I believe they said 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 glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory. 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 What are they doing? Why are they doing this? They are in the middle of nowhere talking to a few lowly shepherds, talking to a a little flock of sheep that are no longer going to be needed (laughs) because Jesus is going to come and be the sacrifice once and for all. But here they are in the middle of nowhere. This makes no sense at all that the archangel of God would come down and talk to lowly shepherds, that he would come surrounded by a heavenly host and they're saying glory. 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 glory. Why? Why? What is this all about? Well, let's look at the shepherds. Who did Jesus say he was? The good shepherd. What did did David call God? He said, the Lord is my shepherd. So God comes on to his very own where his heart is with the shepherds. His heart was the heart of a shepherd, lowly, not trying to think of himself more than he ought, knowing that nothing but grace and nothing but mercy. Hallelujah. You don't understand what God did when he came to the shepherds. He came to his co-laborers. He was one shepherd talking to another shepherd. (laughs) See, it takes a shepherd to understand a shepherd's heart. His job in the field was to protect the sheep. Even in the midst of danger, even in the midst of cold, in the, uh, no shelter, no place in the dark. He said, but he, they, the shepherds stayed there watching over the sheep. And that's how God is with us. He says, I'll lead the 99 even to look for that one that's lost. That's a shepherd's heart. But the angels now. The heavenly hosts, the fighting ones, the army of God has filled heavens and they're praising God, praising God, praising God, giving him glory. Here's the thing that I want you to understand about why the heavenly hosts begin to praise God in the middle of that field. Because there is power in praise. Angels release power Through praise. If you want to know where power comes from, power comes from praise. And so when the army fights, come on now, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But in the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Those angels did not have guns. They didn't have knives. They didn't have jet fighters. They didn't have atomic bombs. 
that had something even more powerful. Glory, 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 glory. And the more they shouted glory, the more they gave God prowls. Let's what happened. When they began to glorify God in the heavens, the power was released into the shepherds. I'm, t- I'm telling you. I'm telling you what I know here, and I'm going to show it to you in a minute. But there's an Indian proverb, and I was sharing this with my husband. I said, I said, hon, did you get this, this Indian proverb about American Indians? It says, the power of the sun. Listen to this. See if you can get this. Because I listened, and I thought it was so awesome. He said, the power of the sun is released into the grass. The power in the grass... The horse will eat the grass, and the power that's in the grass will empower the horse. Oh, listen. The power that's in the sun is released, giving power to the grass. The horse eats the grass, and the power that's in the grass that comes from the sun is now in the horse. Think about how that makes no sense. How an animal that is as strong as a horse, okay, can live off of a few blades of grass. Think about that. Do you know how powerful a horse is? And yet he can exist off of a few blades of grass? Because there's power in the grass that came from the sun. And the manifestation of the power is not in the grass. We don't see it in the grass. You see it in the horse. Did I lose him, Pastor? Did I lose him? Did you get anything I'm talking about? Grass doesn't look powerful. It's just grass. Do you see any power when you look at grass? But the animal can eat that grass and you see the manifestation of power that came from the grass, that came from the sun? It's the same way in praise. It doesn't sound like it's doing anything when we say glory. When we say glory. When we say glory. Somebody in the dark, you're in the dark, it won't make any sense. Because it's not logical for you to say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And they say, you're wasting your time. Nothing's happening. Glory to God. Glory to God. But every time you say it. And the angels know that as they begin to praise him, that power is coming down from heaven. I dare you to right now say glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. It may not make any sense. It may not make any sense. It may look like foolishness. Just like that grass that the horse eats. Doesn't seem like there should be any power in the grass. But look at the strength that's in the horse. And I'm telling you, it says this. It says when the angels, hallelujah, I love this. It says that when the angels finish praising him, at verse uh, 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 15, it says, When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, glory to God, glory to God. No, they didn't. Look at it. It says, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. It says, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. And when they had seen him, say when they seen him, their eyes were open. 
A lot of people don't see Jesus. They walk into Walmart and they see Santa Claus and they see lights and they see trees and they see tinsel and they see all kind of little jolly things, but they don't see him because they're walking in the darkness. But these shepherds now, they had come into the light and it says, and when they had seen him with their own eyes, well, how did they find him? They were in a field. Jesus was in some back house in some uh, little hut somewhere behind a hotel. How did they know where he was? Because when the light, <laughs> when you're walking in the light, you can find your way. You can find your way. When God turns on the light, you can find his purpose for your life. When God turns on the light, you can tell your children things that they wondered, how did you know that, mama? How did you know that, daddy? Because I'm in the light. And I see things that are going on that I shouldn't be able to see. But when you're in the light, God will show you things. They didn't have any problem. They just followed the light. They just followed the light. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. God released the power of evangelism. And to some lowly shepherds, it says they spread the word of what they had seen about the child. They knew that the Messiah had come. See, a lot of us, we think, God can't use me. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. You you may feel like the devil may try to tell you that you are as low as a shepherd sitting on a cold night in the dark with nothing gone for you, no hope for you. But guess what? Before the foundation of the world, God saw those shepherds and he says, I'm going to use them to my glory. I'm going to send power to them. And when I send power to them and I show them who this child is, they're going to be my witnesses in all the earth. See, God had a plan. And guess what? He has a plan for you. 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 He has a plan for me. He has a plan for them. He plans for he and for she. He has a plan. So don't be surprised when the light comes. Hallelujah. And you, you, you thought you were some lowly nobody. God says, you know what? And the devil says, and I love that word in that song. He says, the devil said, who do you think you are? He said, I know who I am. I'm just a nobody. Trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. It's all the shepherds did. They were important to God. I want you to understand that God has power that's available to you. And I'm telling you, it's not hard to come by. It's as easy as eating grass. (laughs) It's as easy as eating grass. Now, grass can't do anything for you, but praise can. And I'll tell you, it's time for us to praise our way out of depression. Praise our way out of negative thinking. Praise our way 
out of low self-esteem. Praise our way out of sickness. Praise our way out of frustration. Praise our way out of loneliness. Praise our way out of desperate situations. Praise our way out of poverty. Praise our way. You can praise your way out of everything that you're going through. I'm telling you, if you don't have the joy of the Lord, if your heart is not saying glory, 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 even in your darkest situation, some of us, we've been in some dark places this year. But I'll tell you how to generate power. I'll try to how to turn the lights on. Just start praising him. Just start praising him. Just start praising him. Just start praising him right now. I want you to think about your individual situation, your individual circumstances, what you're going through as an individual. And yeah, I want to talk to the nobodies in here right now because I'm right with you. I'm just a nobody. But you know what? I know that God sees me. If he could send an archangel to talk to a bunch of lowly shepherds in the field, I know that he will talk to me. If he can use them, I know he can use me. He can use them. I know he can use you. Right now, I want to just take a time. I want to just take time to praise him, to give him glory, to give him honor, to glorify him, to magnify him. We're going to praise him until the light comes inside of us. I'm telling you, when the shepherds, when the light came on, it was on the outside of the shepherds. But when the angels finished, the light was on the inside of the shepherds. And I need light right now. I need to come out of my dark thinking right now. Anybody need to come out of your dark thinking right now. Your dark mindset. It seems like you're in a desperate situation. You're going from one struggle to the next and you're not getting the breakthrough you need. I want you to praise him right now. Oh, come let us adore him. 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 Oh, come let us adore him.